boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who gives us new life, and he's doing a new thing for us. Get always donut. Believers but climb. Doing a new thing. Get always donut. He's doing it. Believers but climb. Doing a new thing. Oh no, no. So I have a number of rules before we even start. Rule number one, don't drop anything on the floor. Rule number two, if you need to go to the bathroom, you don't. Rule number three, you don't speak unless I ask you to. So that everyone can hear what we've got to say. <laughs> All right, so for today's episode, this is kind of a theme that's been lurking throughout our our podcast, and that is the subject of Christian schooling. And kind of for this episode, it's going to focus more on actual um, schools versus, say, like homeschooling or Christian curriculum. Um, so once again, um, we've got myself, Marissa, here, um, former former Christian school kid, as well as Russell and his lovely life, wife, Margaret. Um, and we want to kind of, let's do a little roundtable about Christian schools, our experiences, uh, what what people write about them online, kind of the general consensus. So um, what's what's both of your history with, with going to Christian school through your adolescence? Well, I went to Christian school um, from second through eighth grade. <clears throat> and I still am tormented by the memory. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a common theme. <laughs> when I, did you go? I went first grade through seventh grade. And first first grade through first through fourth was at a Lutheran, a very, very small Lutheran school. Like you know, less than probably less than 50 kids in the whole entire school. And when I say the whole school, it was, I don't remember if it went up to high school. I know it was like kindergarten, elementary, middle school. Um, I, I don't quite think high school because I remember the oldest kid was like an eighth grader and like literally one eighth grader. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, then from uh, sixth and seventh grade went to a private Baptist school, went to public school for eighth grade, and then went back to the the Baptist school for high school and graduated there. And that was also, in the grand scheme of things, it was a small school, not as small as the Lutheran school. I think we had about 35 people in our graduating class, but that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, the, the size of things. Yeah. My school, by the time I got later in school, it had like 550-ish students total. Um, but that's, you know, pre-K through eighth. I uh, did not go to Christian school. Uh, I was homeschooled for two years in high school, but it wasn't like a Christian uh, deal. It was just my parents were afraid of school shooters. That's <laughs> That's a valid concern <laughs> and still increasingly is. So it, it is, it definitely is. Um, um, I, I actually I haven't am, heard that as a reason. Oh, yes, that, that was the reason. Um, when I was in eighth grade, my locker partner threatened to blow up our school. And mm. he had like a he had like a hit list in his locker, in our locker. And like, <laughs> it's like yeah russell's like it wasn't me that's that's not my handwriting it's my locker well, partner i swear well, russell's name oh, was on it i i oh no I, yeah i sold his ass out <laughs> he started so, talking about killing people in one of our classes and i was like nope i gotta say something <laughs> so wait you had like like 
a locker that you both shared and it was in the locker, but your name was like on the hit list. My name was on the hit list. I don't know why. I don't know what I did. I mean, I hadn't sold them out at that point. Also, um, you could it, be it like, a, yeah, we like, it was a really we have the weird. same locker. I can see your list. dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't look at his list though. Like it was in a notebook. They found it. When okay. They searched our locker. It wasn't like I found it. I was like, I sold I, I sold them out. <laughs> um, he didn't surprise me inside the locker. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like just like on the door with like photos of like like sports stars, and it's like, oh, here's my you know my hit list, kind of like a <laughs> Billy Ma- Billy Madison style with uh, Steve Buscemi's character. <laughs> and this was right was after a, Columbine. Columbine. Yeah. So like, yeah, my parents were were kind of geeked about it, and my brother, my older brother, was getting bullied at school. So, yeah, they were like, nah, let's just pull them. I mean, in that uh, respect, that's a really good reason with, like, that happening. And then your your locker mate. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard that story from you before. That's pretty uh pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just I like, have, that, was my, that was my school experience. That was my, my school experience. I, I went to um, the... The same middle school as Ted Bundy. Not at the same time, obviously. <laughs> Russell, you, you've got a lot of, you know, strike two. <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't the same time. No, not at the same time. Um, Russell's so actually get... like 60. Oh, 60. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm probably bad with math. I think you would be much older. But that being aside, <laughs> we could go on a rabbit trail talking about Ted Bundy <laughs> and Christian schools and homeschooling. Ted Bundy was so hot though, right? <laughs> Yikes. I I think Zafron, when Zac Efron played him in that recent movie, I think Zac Efron was like a little too attractive. That was my... <laughs> that was your take. Like, you can't be in Baywatch and then be like, oh, no, I'm Ted Bundy. Like, <laughs> But they isn't that how Bundy sort of got people in? Uh, why yeah, I, yeah. We wow, always man. go off track. <laughs> well, if you just think about Zac Efron's career, like High School Musical, Baywatch. Yeah. Ted Bundy. <laughs> you got to di- diversify your portfolio, right? Did, did Zac Efron go to Christian school? Probably not. I would yeah. think those Disney Channel, those Disney Channel kids probably just did the thing where they like, don't actually go to school because they're working full time, but like because, within child labor laws. Because, because they're, uh, you know, being exploited. Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, um, so I think I think we have a good selection of like between the three of us. Um, you know, Russell, even though you didn't necessarily go to Christian school, I think um, you've had a lot of insight about kind of. LDS and kind of the their teachings and I th- I think you know us kind of all knowing each other for a few years we've traded a lot of stories or things that we kind of grew up with with when you realize later when you're adult you're like that wasn't normal at all for a for a school <laughs> experience and um a lot of the things that like the article that we're going to reference in this episode talk about I will say that uh the LDS church addresses those things. They just do it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know how, how well you know this, uh, but in the LDS tradition, teenagers go to like a supplemental thing in the morning before school every day called seminary for like an hour and a half, two hours every single day. And the purpose wow. of that is to incorporate 
you know, God into your education. Like you're starting your day off with God because the schools aren't doing it. I've heard about um, that, but I always thought it was like at home. Like you did that no, at like no, six no, no, in the no. morning. No, no, it's at six in the morning, but it's not at home. <laughs> so you have to get ready early. Like you're going to have yeah. a long day ahead. That's that's where I was when 9-11 happened. You were in seminary? I was in seminary. Yeah, I was at church. Ooh, that's um, I'm... That that's an interesting asleep. story. <laughs> it really isn't. So let's get into this though. I want to hear all your interesting <laughs> We're we're hitting all the topics. We're like Ted Bundy, 9-11, Columbine. <laughs> Man, we're gonna talk about 9-11 as much as the Sorbos do. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> um so how do you want to start this? Y'all wanna tell a story? You wanna to go to this uh article what do you want to do so because i have you know almost nothing to contribute to this episode and i'm a white guy and i have to contribute something to this episode definitely (laughs) i did find like an article that serves the pretense for doing this episode (laughs) Um, no it's uh it's a good read it's it's even got some great comments on it um even though (laughs) go ahead (laughs) yeah Oh, I was just going to say, it builds really well. It's kind of like, uh, you know, everybody knows this old, like, you don't you don't put a frog into boiling water. You put it in, you know, and then you turn it on so it gets hot and then it boils itself, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. that's what this article is like, because it, it starts and you're like, okay, yeah, I see where you're going. And then it ends. And it's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this article is called uh, Top 10 Arguments for Public Schools Made by Christian Parents Answered. <laughs> uh, it is uh, five years old. It was published in November of 2016 by a guy named Jordan Wilson, who used to contribute to the website New City Times. Um, cool. It seems like New City Times has become uh, less batshit crazy in recent years. Um, I did look at some of the content from in the faith section from recent, and one of the articles was from uh, a black evangelist uh, arguing, you know, kind of to support Black Lives Matter. So that was cool. Um, This is not... That article, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so the only reason why we're talking about this article is because we, we we do that. We talk about books and pieces of written media. Uh, ironically. And it always, you know, has to have like a, a Christian hinge to it. And we really wanted to talk about Christian school, and I really didn't want to read any book about Christian school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, I mean, this like, author has, I, um, we were talking about it before, this particular author has a bunch of different posts on this website ranging from one of the, one of the blog post titles is literally just socialism. Yes, it's evil. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then there, there's an article about Ken Ham and atheists are angry at him. And then, um, the, the 
the number one, the the best, the best thing about this author is previously back in 2019, he wrote a <laughs> five-part series about vaccines. And keep in mind this is pre-COVID, but he's talking about you know, is it safe? Um, vaccines have aborted babies in them. It's it's just so. This is a we're just giving you a background of what no, this no, kind of person believes. No lie, I thought he still wrote for New City Times because until just just before we started this episode, because when I clicked on his name, the last five things he wrote were about vaccines, and I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you think oh, like, oh, so that's still- you know. <laughs> And, like, the titles of these, like, five-part episodes, I'll pull it up real quick, because they are amusing. But uh, they could they could be written, you know, a week ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it's like, uh, the Gospel Coalitions of Vaccines Part 1, Vaccines and Aborted Babies, Should Christians Be Concerned? Uh, part 2, Are Vaccines What Saved Us from, e- from Epidemics of Infectious Disease? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, part three is the U.S. vaccination program safe? I mean, that sounds like it could be about the vaccination program going on right now. For real. Oh yeah, yeah. But then um, again, like you said, this this website it has stuff like that. But then when I'm clicking on it, there are ads that pop up. Even though you know this guy's writing stuff from two years ago the ads and topics I'm getting like alternative cancer treatment and, you know, stuff like that. So um, it's, you know, if you want to laugh, it's a good website. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Laugh and cry. I I really liked the subtitle for part four though. What about herd immunity? (laughs) (laughs) What about herd immunity? (laughs) That's Jerry Seinfeld. Exactly. (laughs) What's the deal? What's the deal? But, we, um, yeah, we got one really bad Seinfeld impression. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No deal on this time, please. So he's, he starts <laughs> off. I'm not going to read any part of the first introduction. I'm yeah. just going to tell you. It's basically him saying that schools have a secular humanist uh, bias and are trying I mean, to indoctrinate. We know that, children. duh. Right. I was taught I was taught that children. in school, like literally <laughs> like middle school. So it's you're being taught by this, you know, Christian school that like, you know, of course, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna say all the other ones are are evil and terrible, but yeah, this uh this is a great this is gonna be a great article. Um when I say article, it's like not I don't even like to call it that. It's a blog post of about opinion of this one person and then just throws in scripture to make the argument seem valid. What, um, what, I re- what I really love is that like he starts and with all the points that he makes uh, at, at first, he puts a couple of scriptures at the, the, the mm-hmm. beginning of, and then he just abandons that whole format. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's going to be a little hard to back up my claims. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it's, <laughs> the thing too is it's like they're just thrown in at the beginning. It's not like this verse says this about this. Yeah, there's it's no just context. Like, Here's some verses. Right. Um, I'm going to seem legit. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely have some shit to say about the verses chosen for this article. <laughs> Um, so, but let's get into it right now. So let's go. What are the arguments that, that Christian parents make 
about sending their kids to public schools, the pro-public school arguments. Number one, the public school may not be a Christian school, but that doesn't mean my child will receive a pagan or non-Christian education. The school is religiously neutral and seeks to train a child in non-religious matters. It's not supposed to be a Bible study. We provide them with Christian teaching at home and at Sunday school. <laughs> uh, I am sure that you heard this argument, right? <laughs> like, as a kid. I mean, honestly, uh, the main argument I've heard from parents is like, public school doesn't cost us extra money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that is, that's the real argument. That's, that's the sort of, um, their argument that they had you, even as, as celebrities, they were like, oh man, private school is, is too much for us. Yeah, that's why they went homeschooling because they're, they have white privilege and they can do that. <laughs> um, I mean, they're honestly. Your kids. They are your kids. Um, <laughs> so for this section, I'm not going to attack all of the scriptures uh, that he shows, but I will say uh, he starts us off uh, with a passage uh, from Colossians 2 3. Colossians? The, Colossians? Yeah, Colossians, yeah. Colossians, 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 Colossians. <laughs> Colossians. Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> Colossians 2 3. Uh, all the treasures of knowledge and wisdom are hidden in Christ. Um, which I think that this is a really uh, out That's of a really poor drop. thing to just be like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> um, like, context is so important because uh, this is a letter uh, to, to the church in Laodicea, which I know I pronounced that one right. Uh, <laughs> wow. I did. I looked it up. Um, <laughs> In, in chapter 2, Paul is expressing his desire to be with the people of Laodicea so that he could share with them the gospel. That's the intention of the quote. It's not to suggest that you should base learning chemistry around the scriptures, right? No, like, no. He, 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 he's saying, like, God told me, you know, like, Christ told me this message, and I want to tell it to you, and I want to share it with you, and I wish I was there to do that. Yeah. And that's all he's saying. <laughs> like, he's not, like, um... He's not saying that everything your children learn has to be rooted in Christ. That's that's not. The I mean, it's probably that. good to to sometimes have a variety. <laughs> you need to learn <laughs> no, the other things to too. Um, that so, is actually, I as a side note, that I did have like an apologetics class as a high school senior instead of actually learning important things, and we learned about each religion and how what they believed and how we could do like sneak attacks like oh jehovah's sneak witnesses attacks. believe this uh seventh day adventists believe this um muslim the muslim section was great because mm, i bet you could yeah they're like well the quran says this so that's well, why yeah. they're wrong or like that's why they're <laughs> you know sinful and it's like this is this is what we're learning as high school seniors <laughs> really I <laughs> I, I, as uh, a Mormon, we, we prepared for like sneak attacks too. Um, yeah, I mean, we we and, were taught that Mormons were not Christians, so no, and, and, yeah. And yeah. We, and I was told I was literally taught they were a cult. We we were taught to yeah, respond same. to that. Yeah, and we were. Ooh, we were what, taught, what's the response? <laughs> um, that, that we believe uh, Mormons at the time. I would say we we believe that Jesus <laughs> Christ uh, died for our sins. We are Christians. 
So, uh, um, so why, uh, why do you have an extra book? Why don't you just use the Bible then? Uh, why, why don't you, as a member of a Protestant church, read the Epistle of Barnabas? Why do you select which books you read and which ones I can't are talk about this is going down the path listen. I cannot talk about this. I cannot no. Stop right there. Um, that's also an argument. <laughs> yeah. What's that? That's also an argument that people it have is. used. I really yeah. wish I could dig out my notes. I do not think I kept them, but I would be um, really curious because then we could have like a mock, a mock debate. And debate is is really loosely loosely used in like, that context. It's like a mock mock debate, right? Like mock, we're gonna mock. like pretend yeah. like we're taking this seriously. Yeah. Um, I could probably definitely, and by I could definitely find um, actual probably LDS definitely. I love yeah, I know. That. I changed it to de- definitely because I I realized I could I could find you could. like LDS talking points that we could like run like a play. Like, yeah, we could, we could really practice this. But let's get back to the article because yeah, uh, Jordan, I think Jordan, I think number two talking about LDS LDS stuff is actually super interesting because uh, be- I've never heard this argument. That, before okay. we do that, before we do that, I want to say that uh, right before number two, there's a tweet call out. Right, it says the temptation uh, in the garden was for them to pursue knowledge independently from God. But it's his quote. It's the author's yeah, quote. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, isn't that basically the opposite of what you just said? <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, I guess, technically, he's saying it was the temptation, so thus it's yes. evil. Um, yeah, but, but that's it's also a really dumb argument because what he's what he's saying there is it's it, just out, it's really out of context. Well, and what he's, in essence, what he's the argument that he's making is that only knowledge that is existent in the Bible is divine from God. And everything else is what God didn't want you to know or have. And he's saying that on a computer, through a blog, <laughs> and a social media system that is not mentioned in the Bible. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, he really just wants you to stop your children from having independent thought so you can yeah. brainwash them into believing exactly what you believe, how you believe it. So number two is... Yes, right, exactly. No, I was I just uh, was reading number two to remember what it was, and you're right. This is something that Mormons do. This is something that Mormons believe, right? This is yeah uh, the ar- the argument that they're debunking in uh, on New City Times is my child can be a missionary in the school while learning to relate to unbelievers. It's also a way for parents uh, to build relationships with unbelieving parents. Christians should be isolationist or sheltered in a shouldn't, Christian shouldn't bubble. Shouldn't be isolationist. Shouldn't, sorry, shouldn't be isolationist or sheltered in a Christian bubble. This produces socially awkward children. We can counteract what they learn at school, at home. Jesus ate with sinners, etc. <laughs> Jesus ate with sinners, etc. Hung out with prostitutes, etc. <laughs> I mean, that etc., is like his way of dismissing so dismissive 30 different verses <laughs> that disprove what he's trying to say <laughs> you know what i mean um so margaret had a point about this this myth mm-hmm. that i think she wanted to, to share yes. You mean yes how uh the two most socially awkward people we know are me and marissa uh, people you, who went to no uh, i know way more schools. socially awkward people 
So, we are productive members of society. Did you go to Christian school with those people? <laughs> uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, see? You're uh, not making the point you think you are. <laughs> so do you, do you think that Christian schools can make kids socially awkward? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, because I, I feel like you have that. And this has been my experience. Like you have the kids that get out and they're like, you know, say they go to like, you know, a four-year university and they're like, whoa, I'm not with my parents anymore. I'm not around teachers or other students that have the same belief system. Like, I'm just going to go crazy. Um, or like, it is kind of getting out of that. that. Unless they have J-Bud's book. Um, <laughs> which, if they do, they are going to be very disliked on campus, I bet. <laughs> yes. Talk about socially awkward. Um, my, uh, my friend Zach, who listens to this podcast. So hi, Zach. Uh, <laughs> he did. I don't know if I shared this on the podcast. I know I told Marissa. He told me that he was given a copy of J. Bud's book when he went to college. Mm. Um, and and <laughs> he said that if Marissa hadn't gotten it from a Goodwill in Tacoma with the inscriptions from dad, it could have been his. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that from dad is written in... 90% of the yeah. copies of that book. Um, Definitely yeah. from a parent. For sure. Um, so the first scripture that he wants to, to share here to prove his point is Proverbs 22.6. I got some shit to say about Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. People who listen to this podcast and are fans of Christian books in general might recognize this phrase. Uh, we, t- we, have, we have mentioned definitely Michael Pearl's to train up a child, which is one of the worst pieces of shit ever written, um, which basically tells you to beat your kids with garden hoses. And that's what God wants. Um, so, you know what? Okay. Uh, this is, this is horror. I have a, a side note that I actually had just read yesterday. Share. I know. Um, so recent allegations have come out um about one of the duggar kids um i don't really want to talk about it because it's just pretty disgusting and just gross um but a a guy that grew up with him did like an ask me anything on reddit and they were saying that i've never heard of this item being used to beat your kids but you know those like hot glue gun sticks that can be like a few feet long they uh-huh. use those to like whip the that's, shit out of their kids. That's oh in gosh. Michael Pearl's book. <gasps> oh, it is like those glue I'm, stick things. Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive. Like I've read excerpts of it that like, he mentions. I'm those. not gonna when I go to Michael's or something. I'm not gonna view those the same way. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> people um, have probably bought them to beat their kids. I mean, it's pretty. Sick. That's why I like with the mini ones. <laughs> I'm never getting a full size one. <laughs> So I, yeah, I, I know do I only have... use the ones that are not not uh, approved to beat your kids with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could maybe chuck them at one if I really tried. I, I do have a problem uh, with the scripture being used. This uh, Proverbs twenty two six is often cited in defense of homeschool and in defense of Christian schools. Like if you mm-hmm. search for it right now, you'd find you know hundreds oh, yeah. of articles talking about. Christian education. Um, it it might be like 
the motto of half the Christian schools for all I know, you know, like, yeah, I, I mean, mean we, you hear it a lot. We had a song in chapel <laughs> that we, we sung about it that I you did, did you not find online, like but it's like, like the kids are singing this verse and yeah, it's, it's used a lot. So <laughs> that's sick. We didn't sing that song. So, so the words yeah. train up are <laughs> train or I've are, blocked it out. <laughs> yeah. The words, the words train up were translated from the Hebrew root Hanak which is rare. It's only used three times in the Old Testament. Um, and all the other uses, it means to dedicate, consecrate, or build, like in a building, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it doesn't mean... Like, the, liter- like, like, like literally, like, train up, like, bring up. Right. Um, so the presentation in this verse is more about raising your child. You're like, mm-hmm. it's parenting advice, but it's not specific to education. Yeah, like yeah, you you would think that as a parent you wouldn't want your child to be raised by the school whether it's Christian or not. Like that would be your job, right? Um, Like I could see it as an argument for homeschooling. Maybe I still think that's kind of (laughs) weak. Um, But it's definitely not for like just Christian school. That's it. Doesn't make any sense to use that. Um, Lamad and derivatives are used eighty six times in the Old Testament, none of which are in. 22nd Proverbs, and it means to teach, to learn, to educate, to train, as in to develop skill, mm-hmm. not like build. Uh, and we, we see it used in Psalms 119.99, I have more understanding than all my teachers for your decrees are my meditation. I could do the exact same thing he did with Proverbs 22 to Psalms 119, <laughs> and I could twist it, and I could say that that means that you should educate your kids separately uh the the basic life skills like math and English, then you know do the Bible stuff separately uh, because he's saying I have more understanding than my teachers because I know the Word of God. His teachers don't teach him the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not the original presentation of the verse, but you can see how I could totally say that it is. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. And that's the problem with Psalms and Proverbs, especially, and that's what frustrates me is uh, Proverbs the daily wisdoms that span Jewish culture for a millennium. They're not Mm -hmm. prophetic. They're not presented as the direct word of God. Um, They're like chicken soup for the soul. (laughs) They're Joel Osteen cube uh, tidbits. I mean, (laughs) kind of. And and like, uh, occasionally they're imported from other cultures like Egypt. Uh, They're not, you know, they're not uh, presented as being divine. They're presented Mm -hmm. as aligning with scripture. Right, they're like the um, live, laugh, love of right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, they are the scriptures that I believe require the most historical context, and they're always presented with the least historical context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're they're so they're so quippy. You know, you can pull them out and apply them to any uh, scenario, whether that's the context of the quote or not. Yeah, um, it's not a way to live your life. That's uh, all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying to discredit the Proverbs. Just just realize that they're saying something to an audience, not necessarily to you. Yeah. Um, the, the, other, the other scripture he referenced, in, references in the section that really bothers me, and I won't rant too much about scripture, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ephesians 6.4, uh, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Um, 
Ephesians is attributed to uh, Paul. Paul didn't write it. Uh, a guy, a guy referred to uh, by scholars called Deuteropauline probably wrote it. Um, <laughs> Wait, Deuteropauline is a dude or a lady? A, a dude, dude, a dude. Pauline uh, refers to the Pauline school. That's the school of Paul. Um, so, like <laughs> the 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 writer of Ephesians was uh, almost certainly like a devoted student of Paul. Um, mm-hmm. And, and people who say that doesn't matter, um, like I'm sure this guy would say, it doesn't matter because he he was still taught in the words of Paul. Um, mm-hmm. A chef who studies directly under Thomas Keller is distinctly different than a chef who studies under a guy who studied under Thomas Keller. Um, <laughs> you know or, what I mean? Or like, Thomas Keller. <laughs> um, or Guy Fieri, you know? Or, or, yeah, right? Talking, you know, really great chefs. <laughs> Really, Guy no, Fieri's really, Apprentice is not Guy Fieri. He, it does not bring you to Flavor Town. It brings you to like a Flavor Village. It is not <laughs> equal. That's a good. This dude, is the though. kind. This is the kind of podcast this is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> also, cool. like anybody taking Ephesians six, like anybody taking any single verse from it out of context, is an asshole because if if you don't know Ephesians 6 5 if look up (laughs) Ephesians 6 5 right now and understand that 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 verse was used to justify slavery in this country for like 300 years assuming (laughs) you have it up can you quote Ephesians 6 5 uh I can I can pull it up real quick um, I, I will say that Ephesians six four. I've I have heard it in like a justification to child abuse specifically, where it's oh, like bring them sure. up in discipline, and right. basically that means like whooping your um, kids. But and if you read the rest of that verse, um, he also kind of contradicts and says the opposite: don't beat your kids and uh, <laughs> masters, masters treat your slaves nicely. But in six five, he says slaves obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling. In singleness, in singleness of heart as you obey Christ. And the institution of slavery in America was founded on Ephesians 6 5. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, that's, that's why, you know, Harriet Tubman, who was a, a devout Christian, why she said she only read the Old Testament. Yeah. Because Paul was a dick about slavery. Paul, <laughs> Paul has a lot of uh, problematic things. That... <laughs> and a lot of the problematic things that Paul said, you know, we don't even know if Paul said them. That's that's where we And we get don't know, fight. you know, it's like, you know, context is so much, but... It's, it is, it is. I mean, uh, even if Paul wrote Ephesians 6, he wrote Ephesians 6 from prison. So um, the message needs to be taken in context of him telling people, you got to be careful. Because you might end up in prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that gets lost on people too. Um, so let's go on with this with this article. Uh, did, uh, so you never heard this argument before though, the missionary argument, Marissa, right? Um, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't want to put my kid in that position. <laughs> like of being that kid that's like, Hey friends, guess what? Have you heard the good news? And they're like, yeah, we we're we live in America. Yes, we have. Right. <laughs> so you t- 
a, uh, a third grader tells another third grader, have you heard the good news? Is it pizza day in the cafeteria? <laughs> oh, man. Extra recess? <laughs> uh, so Even if it's three. those crappy little pizzas. <laughs> Kids got excited about that crap. <laughs> number three is where, uh, where I think we have some stuff to talk about. I know homeschooled mm-hmm. kids who left the faith and many public school kids who are strong Christians. Homeschooling is a good option for some. Public school is a good option for others. Every family and child is different. I mean, I agree everything. With everything. I, I, I totally <laughs> agree with that. But you know who doesn't agree with that? The, the other. of this article. Um, and he, the way he dismisses this argument is absolute garbage. Uh, Marissa, if you have the article open, if you don't mind reading that first paragraph. Yeah, I do. So the author says, from your own personal experiences, you may have many examples of children who didn't stray from the faith while receiving a secular education at a public school. But this argument doesn't negate the danger which exists. There may be some parents who allow their children to play on the interstate, but that doesn't mean that allowing your children the same freedom would be a wise parenting decision. Who the hell are those parents? parents? (laughs) (laughs) Like, am I five? That's like crazy shit. Out Out of all the examples you can use, you use one that no one would literally do? I mean, that's crazy. What? I want to like, yeah, you know, they have like, they have like anti-vax parents. They have like the pro interstate parents and they're like, yeah, like <laughs> it exposes kids to danger. Like get some like, you know, roughed up and like learning, you know, like the people who let their kids just like after school, just like, you know, take the bus and go outside. Like what, what are they called? Like free range parents or something? The ones that were more like, <laughs> it's, it's what... It's, there's some there's some term. It's like basically the opposite of helicopter parents. The parents are like, yeah, if my kid wants to walk out the door and go I, to the park for a few hours, that's cool. I have heard free range uh, parent. I think that's what I've heard that terminology before. Um, I I gotta say though that uh, parents who allow their children to play on the interstate <laughs> is, won't be parents very much longer. <laughs> no. I mean, that, that is. That is like the most glaringly obvious straw man. <laughs> I mean, that is this. Yeah, this, this they don't guy. Exist. Those people don't exist. They don't exist. No, no. <laughs> I kind of feel like he threw that in there to distract you from the other ridiculous crap he was saying. I mean, the fact that he yeah. doesn't he doesn't address the argument at all. <laughs> he just he sidesteps it and he says, "Well, yeah, maybe you know people who no." Everybody knows people yeah. who went to Christian schools or were homeschooled and who are no longer Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're almost like even more cynical of, you know, I, you know, myself included, like you get pretty jaded and cynical right. um, and you're just like, you know, what was, what was that all for? Um, I know he links to a survey. It's like a survey of millennials Um it's and millennials is capitalized obviously um (laughs) by the way millennials hate being called millennials just as much as boomers being hate like hate being called boomers so i i hate that like boomers are just like but (laughs) stop yeah but it's it's an interesting survey um i think he presents like you said which yeah 
<laughs> it is just like a randomly linked PDF. Um, <laughs> and he basically says study after study, study after study show. Technically, I guess that should be plural. Um, oh, oh, yeah. That, no, there's a lot the of enormous, the, the, <laughs> surprising, there's lots of errors in this. Um, that enormous rates of children from Christian homes who abandon their faith during their years at public school or shortly after. Um, I feel like a lot of kids who went to Christian school, like it's it's like a very sharp divide. It's like you stick with it. And, you know, those are the people on Facebook that are, you know, still in the church. But yeah, I feel like everyone else just is like, yeah, I'm a hardcore atheist now. <laughs> I feel like my own faith got a lot stronger when I wasn't at uh, yeah. Christian school anymore. I think Christian school, like it gave me some like background and knowledge and forced me mm-hmm. to read the Bible. But beyond that, did not help me be a good Christian. You know, it was yeah. just sort of like, these are the things you need to know. And this is all you need to know. Yeah. And, <laughs> and- I mean, being, being around people <laughs> that aren't the same as you, I think does – you know, even from a non-Christian perspective, like lets you learn empathy and mm-hmm. how to talk with other people that are coming from a different background. I remember at school, they, so this was when everything was big about like tolerance. And um, when I was in school, that was when in high school, that's when Obama became president. And there is this huge notion that this is literally what was said was the word tolerance by definition, their definition was knowing that something is wrong, but putting up with it. That's how they define tolerance. Wow. So when, yeah, That's not no, very that tolerant is, of them. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly. So when they're like, oh, we need to be tolerant of people from other faiths or like other, <laughs> probably like economic standing or, um, you know, uh, sexual orientation, what have you. Um, we need to be tolerant of it. And that was like almost like a code word being like, yeah, it's sinful, but like, I guess we have to put up with it. <laughs> so um, we'll just ignore it. Yeah. That's so, our idea it. of tolerance. <laughs> suppress it. Um, so no, number four, Margaret, you want to read this one? What's the, what's, what's the, the argument? The argument? Yeah. I know that salvation is of the Lord, and I don't think homeschooling or a a Christian private school is what saves my child. God can save my child any way he wants, even against the odds. To to me, this seems like an argument that he made up. Yeah. They don't all? um... (laughs) I I, I can't imagine somebody saying that. When you read it out loud... And you hear it spoken out loud. It doesn't seem like a real argument. <laughs> I mean, um, but he he debunks it very quickly and very thoroughly. Oh, brother. Um, well, we know that church is a good thing, but we just let our kids stay and sit at home and skip it every week. Because if they're elect, God's going to save them whether they're ever at church or not. I mean, um, we learned that through COVID. You can just watch church on Zoom and mute it and just do whatever. And that that uh, he he gives a bunch of progressive bullshit s- scenarios like that, which yeah. ends with 
well, we know we ought to discipline them, but we know God's will is going to be done regardless. So we let them do whatever they want. (laughs) Um, I feel like if you're saying that, you're like, well, God's not all powerful. Like if you have your kid in a public school, it's like, well, they're screwed because, you know, you have to (laughs) to keep them in the company of other Christian kids. It's like, no, I mean, I've definitely, the one year I was at public school, uh, definitely there were those, like there were the Christian kids and you knew it. (laughs) That's funny. I did not have that experience when I, they were definitely bullied. (laughs) When I went to high school, it was so freeing, you know, just sort of disappeared Mm -hmm. into the crowd because my school was, yeah, much large was about the same size for four grades as my other school was for um the entire school nine (laughs) ten grades yeah (laughs) pre-k through eighth so uh yeah it was a great experience going to public high school (laughs) (laughs) it it was i I know i know plenty of people that went to public school and they turned out fine um so that's my argument yeah, I actually had a lot worse of a time. I was bullied and uh, everything was really terrible from sixth to eighth grade at my Christian school. Yeah, I've heard that from lots of people from private school where they're like, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's, yeah, it's. I, I do want to say Christian school can be mis- assholes. <laughs> I do want yeah. to say that middle school is miserable. Mm. It's miserable regardless. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that the, that the Christian experience is not unique because I've heard your stories. I know that they are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that it's a different level of bullying. It's a different but, kind of bullying. Right. It's but, more like psychological versus physical. Yeah. And I, it's and very and, psychological, and I would which imagine, is very damaging. I would imagine which is why I'm crazy attached now. To the bullying at a Christian school is, you know, this idea that if you if if you are a fuck up, you're going to hell. You know, <laughs> like uh, that's my and- favorite Bible verse, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Who said that, John Paul? Oh no, that's that's Paul for sure. <laughs> that's definitely Paul. <laughs> Real Paul, not Pauline. Not Pauline. Uh, Deutero-Pauline. Pauline. Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> Deutero-Pauline. Waiting to use that. Um, um, yeah. So he, I, he, 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 oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, some of this some of this stuff is just like you said. Like, I think he, in in our tradition of what we read online, like, he, he had to come up with 10 arguments for public schools. So I definitely think some are thrown in there where he's like, I've never heard this before, but I'm just going to throw it into I so I can make my top 10 list. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that the ones that that he has heard are harder for him to actually argue against. Mm -hmm. So he does mix in a a few softballs for himself. And this was definitely (laughs) a softball. Um, He ends, he ends this, uh, this one by by referencing Proverbs twenty two six again, training up your child. Yeah, um, because you know, beating your kids and sending them to Christian school is what God wants. Um. So then we get to, to number up. five. I just want to say something. Go ahead. <laughs> so, like, I think the thing that hurt the most about being bullied was that these were supposed to be Christians. 
You know, mm-hmm. my classmates were supposed to believe all mm-hmm. this good stuff that I was supposed to believe. And if this mm-hmm. is how they were going to treat me, then maybe yeah. it's not really. This isn't, good thing this isn't the thing in. for me. Um, yeah. If, if, People are like this. Yeah, no, I I had the same experience. And I feel like people are going to be that way, you know, when their parents are like, yes, you must believe this and beating that into them. (laughs) You know, they're not they're not necessarily going to believe that forever. They're going to think, well, you're crazy. And apparently if you're what Christianity is like, Christianity sucks. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's been people's experience from the opposite side too, like people who are like, you know, I've met Christian people and they were the most hypocritical and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, and they set that standard if someone has that experience and, you know, not to say, you know, at no place saying like all Christians are like this, but I, it's almost like the, the, these individuals are setting the example and, you know, even, Mm -hmm. you know, people like Gary Falwell Jr. And, um, (laughs) what's his face? Um, Kim Baker, I was listening to a podcast about him and I'm like, wow, like if I grew up watching that stuff and then these scandals come out, like, of course they're not Christians. They're just using that as a front and, you know, then everyone Uh, kind of just assigns like that's what Christians are like, I guess. um, Right. So (laughs) the the fifth argument has one of uh, probably the worst typo in the entire article. So who wants to read it? I'll take that one. Um, (laughs) I feel like we're in school where you like each, it's like everyone read a paragraph and go to the next person. Um, So this is number five. All truth is God's truth. I don't care if a teacher is Christian or not. If they can teach my child trigonometry better than a non-Christian, I'll take the non-Christian teacher. Yeah, if, <laughs> so if, clearly, if one of those is supposed to be yeah. a Christian. One of those, one of those is supposed to be a Christian, not a non-Christian. Yeah, it's supposed to say oh, better sorry. than a. No, 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 no it's not you. you didn't it's, read it's, it wrong. It, it, that's the typo that I was referencing. So it, he says, "If they can teach my child trigonometry better than a non-Christian, I'll take the non-Christian teacher." Yeah, they like their quotes messed up. Yeah, because what he is trying to say is that if a Christian teacher can teach better than a non-Christian teacher, I'll take the Christian teacher, or I'll yeah. take the non-Christian teacher if he can teach better than the Christian teacher. I want the better teacher. That's what the <laughs> argument is. He just he just really fucked up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's really confusing. As, um, as someone who took trigonometry at Christian school and had to withdraw because I did not understand what was going on. And I also failed algebra class because there was only one teacher who was like infamous for like doing a sermon before the class. Like the running joke was like people would try to like get him going to keep talking in be- in the beginning of the class. And sometimes these, these, you know, if you're having a class session, that's maybe 50 minutes, an hour long, and you can get the teacher to spend 20 or 30 minutes of it doing like a lecture, but then you keep like make him try to like go 40 minutes. Yeah, there's there were definitely some times where it's like, what what the hell are we doing? <laughs> what class is this again? That was algebra and I failed it. And no, 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 that's what I'm saying. It. It's like you guys were in there like, okay, yeah, what yeah. class was this? So you, yeah, you, you failed I, it. You failed, I failed it. it and I had to take a correspondence course. You, you failed algebra because you thought that five loaves and two fish could feed 10,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's the math you were telling. 
Um, so <laughs> basically, he's he, he's saying that uh, you can you can have a secular humanist uh, <laughs> or even pagan uh, teacher for specific things, like you're going to teach a kid clarinet. Or like how to fix an engine. My pa- my pagan clarinet teacher. <laughs> Dude, my pagan clarinet teacher sounds like the name of an emo album, right? <laughs> but this uh, one time at a pagan clarinet band camp. <laughs> um, that's way too specific. So yeah, yeah, if you need if you need to learn how to tie a knot, you can you can see a secular. Uh, teacher. You can also just go on a YouTube <laughs> video. You don't need to have, unless you're doing like you like boat swain stuff. <laughs> I need to go to a Christian boat swain school. Um. So this is so weak because it's just like it's just like yeah, the scripture doesn't make exceptions for trigonometry. Trigonometry. It's like yeah, that I don't. That's out of the realm of scripture. I like how he always talks, he talks about how it's always trigonometry that they talk about. Never mind that when we first started reading it, we were all thinking like science class. Yeah. 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 Um, Chemistry doesn't change. Elements don't change whether they're, there's not Christian elements. (laughs) I tell you what though, there, (laughs) some, sometimes you will, uh, have some differences in your science class because we had like every other teacher wouldn't would refuse to teach us about um evolution Mm -hmm. it's like "Mm, we're not gonna learn about this this year this is fake science (laughs) so for a long time i was like what's what's wrong with with evolution i was very confused i was like yeah this all makes sense carbon dating sure got it yeah i mean you know it was funny (laughs) we don't believe in in any of that but then in why? In eighth grade, when I did go to public school, like the teacher was like a professed Christian and taught like biology, and it was like the best biology class. Like, did not <laughs> did not go into intelligent design. Was basically like, yep, like this is this is what I believe. Like, this is what I believe is true. Um, it was like I'm not just going to change the curriculum because <laughs> I'm a Christian, and you know they did believe in in evolution. So, right. Uh, but you know, that's a bad teacher because he wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, did, did, did you, a woman. Did you I, I know that's hard for you. To, <laughs> it's hard for you to believe that a woman was teaching a science class, Russell. No, no, I never do that. I never make that mistake. <laughs> I'm such a white See, I was using very <laughs> gender neutral. Brain, I was too. just, I was In using my- they, them pronouns because you I was were. just trying to take a neutral stance. You were trying, to, you you were were trying were. to trap me. That's what you secular humanists do. That's right. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) That's my favorite favorite Bible verse is just suck it, said Jesus. Um, Let's let's go to number six. Jesus weapon said suck it. So if no education is neutral, do you watch secular movies, TV shows, or sports? None of those things are explicitly Christian, yet you allow your children to watch those. What do you suggest? Christian fiction, Christian history, Christian movie, Christian music. And uh, yep, yep. There's pure flicks. <laughs> we only do Christian albums. <laughs> we uh, we got we vet everything on plugged in to make sure our family can listen to it. Um, 
Look, sports Marissa are just, you know, sports are Christian because, you know, Tebow, he prays, they pray in the end zone. Yeah. That makes it Christian. <laughs> we're good. Marissa and I, uh, we're, we're big fans of Christian cinema and they're helping keep families safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marissa, I, uh, Marissa forwarded me an email. <laughs> Go ahead, tell them. I, uh, I subscribe to Christian uh, Cinema's um, email newsletter, which is great because they email me like literally every single morning with a new movie that's available, with um, a, dono- a donation campaign, or they'll say like, hey, watch this movie for free. And then you'll click on it and it'll say, Watch it for free when you donate twenty nine ninety nine. Like, Ooh, do you guys know what that's the definition free. of free is? I know. Um, I don't. I, I don't like that, but I will say it says uh, if you if you donate twenty nine ninety nine a year, like you get five mm-hmm. free free movies a month. That's not a bad deal. I mean, <laughs> they should just do unlimited. They should. If they did unlimited, but yeah, I would it's give just like it was like a stock photo of like generic white family that apparently lives in like a loft apartment in a city like bare brick walls that are like painted white with like Ikea furniture and they're watching TV. And yeah, the, uh, the subject of the email was together. We can keep our family safe. So yeah, this argument is null and void because when you subscribe to Christian cinema, um, it's 30 bucks a year. Um, you can watch five movie rentals a month. <laughs> so it's can. not even like Netflix. It's not even limited. It's like, yep, you had your five. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you're keeping your family safe. Right. For five whole movies worth. I gotta five say, each, whole movies. <laughs> each time you guys say Christian cinema, I'm like, the senator from Arizona? <laughs> Christian cinema. <laughs> oh. That's, I'm so confused. That's oh, wait. No, you're talking about something else. Yeah, no. Christian <laughs> cinema is always hitting Marissa for money. <laughs> <laughs> she, knows, um, she knows Marissa doesn't live in Arizona, right? So... <laughs> I have another identity in Arizona, by the way. Um, please don't tell anyone. That's so that's. Yes, I have, I have I... a spare address in Arizona just for my voting rights. <laughs> nice, you know, because nice. us liberals are just we love voter fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yesterday, my father-in-law was saying something about uh, thinking that I had lived in Arizona, that my dad had been stationed there, and we had lived there for a while. And I don't know where he got that idea, <laughs> but I was That's like, weird. I would still be complaining about that, the yeah, heat. You would. <laughs> so let's do a Jeremy pivot back to this though. So, uh, like ten minutes ago, we told you what number six was, and then we didn't talk about it at all. But <laughs> basically, the argument is uh, you let your kids watch secular movies and TV and, and sports and stuff. Uh, but that's the thing is like some of these families don't. They're like, yeah, no, we don't watch them let secular movies. We only watch Christian cinema. But but he says he's like, uh. You, you have to have a Christian worldview. You can still watch stuff as long as you have a Christian worldview, right? Yeah. And and that, like, uh, the problem is that you go to, to, to public school, you get indoctrinated with a secular worldview. <laughs> and, and that fucks you up. Because when you watch Too Fast, Too Furious, <laughs> you have to have a Christian viewpoint. <laughs> To understand, I mean, the but there is Chon there the is um... allegory. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, because Vin Diesel is John the Baptist, <laughs> and 
Yeah, there you go. Just take everything with like a Christian interpretation. But then you got to fast forward through any like sexual stuff. I I don't (laughs) know. Those are the people that like, like that. Okay. That is one thing. All the guys at Christian school, like, of course, like don't. All their favorite movies were like Black Hawk Down, Boondock Saints was a huge one. Um, all these movies, like, and everyone had seen Passion of the Christ. I've still not seen Passion of the Christ. It sounds super violent. I am Don't. not a huge fan of, of violent movies. Um, but yeah, it was always like they, you know, we when I watched Titanic at a friend's house, um, her parents like had a timestamp of when the infamous drawing scene. Um, so they would like stop it and fast forward and like hold a blanket in front of the TV and like look to see like where I swear to God, um, where it ended. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness I was spared from seeing breasts, you know, because as a teenage <laughs> girl, I've definitely never seen those before. <laughs> so that's funny because we did the opposite of that. <laughs> you like you, you just paused there and looked at it for a while. Yeah, I could see a nipple. Um, right. That's like, so, when I was in third grade, I think for my birthday party, I had a big slumber party. And then like the next day we had another little, smaller slumber party with a bunch of my, uh, classmates from my Christian school. And mm-hmm. we, was it um, like a sanitized sleepover where it's like, okay, we like have the main one, but then we have the one and like, don't have any media that will like offend. No. Oh. It was like uh, these friends uh, I was having fun with, and their parents said they could stay over another night. <laughs> oh, whoa. Parents, I think they just didn't want them like... either. The parents yeah, were like, wow. a break. <laughs> but anyway, we were watching. A two-night sleepover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two nights a of freedom. Night. Can't do that. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were watching Now and Then. I love that movie. That's such a classic. That's the one that has like Christina Ricci. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Um, That's a good movie. But there's the part where the girls steal the uh, The clothes clothes of the brothers who are all in the uh, lake, right? Yeah, I remember that. And my friends and I um, kept like pausing, rewinding, rewinding and pausing, trying to see up. Devin Sawa's towel, like he wouldn't have something on in real life covering his actual business. He was just, just wearing the towel. That's so funny. So, like, yeah, girls can <laughs> girls can be little perverts too. Yeah, especially repressed I mean, girls in Christian. Granted, I don't know. I don't know if y'all know this, but as a quiz master, yes. as, as a quiz master, you learn a lot of things about about people and subcultures and the nerdy subculture that we belong to. There is definitely a divide uh, between people who like uh, now and then and people who like my girl. Mm. So, so like uh, a lot of the time people like one and hate the other. So what do you think about that? I, you know, I saw now and then before my girl, I prefer it. Um, I think my girl gets really dark, honestly. Oh, you mean when um, Macaulay Culkin, spoiler alert here, dies? <laughs> I mean, it is a movie that is that is a few decades old, so I think you can spoil it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that part, I'm like, whoa. But now yeah. and then, yeah, yeah that, I just that show remember- was dark. I'm yeah. definitely in now the and now and then camp. 
I think wasn't isn't it is it Christina Ricci's character that like she like binds her chest and then like yeah, a girl yeah. like or a, a guy like flirts Devin with Sala's her character. and it's like that's the day she stopped doing that. Yes. So uh-huh. I always remember that for uh for some strange reason. <laughs> so accurate. <laughs> um, I always remember wondering how much tape it would take this is me the, to do that. The lead into our now and then oh. pod- this is our now and then podcast. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Taping them down. <laughs> Ow, what? yes. Okay. I think if um, I think if I think if I don't know, maybe at that age if a guy did that, I'd like start to it'd be like, I don't want your attention, like I'm like twelve <laughs> or thirteen years old, like I'm gonna start doing it. Um, anywho. But he was also 12 and 13 years old. Um, <laughs> you know, it'd be different if it was like a guy who was like 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'd definitely start taping. Well, I uh, would have if I could have. Yes, guy preying on little girls. Uh, Jeremy Pivot. <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. The public school where I live has Christian teachers and they pray in class. So I send my children there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where is this? <laughs> yeah. This is a school is that's on the. This is like the school in the news. I want to say, was it up north in Washington State where like the coach would pray before a football yes. game? And people yes. were like, we are putting a stop to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't even in school. It was like a group huddle before game. So, yes, you're totally right that, I mean, in crazy liberal Western Washington, that's, I mean, maybe in the Midwest, maybe it is like, ooh, this is our secret Bible club and our school actually, you know. I mean, even that would be cool. You know, like if you had a Bible club, that seems different to me. But being, if you were, you know, a Muslim kid in a classroom and everybody starts praying to God and you're like, uh. Or even if you're just not religious in general. (laughs) It'd be be that awkward feeling when you're at like an Olive Garden and like the table next to you is like praying before their like soup salad and breadsticks and you're like, okay. (laughs) That table over there is praying. I I hate when people pray so visibly at restaurants that it makes you uncomfortable. Like I've prayed at a restaurant before, but I don't think the table next to me has been like, oh, everybody be quiet. They're praying. So like he's saying that even if in a public school, Christianity is presented, uh, it's presented alongside other uh, curriculum separated from religion uh and he says (laughs) so the child begins to see christianity as the realm of fairy tales and blind faith and the teaching of the school as the realm of facts and reason satan loves this dynamic and it just seems like (laughs) like like tell me what satan loves he's like a name drop he's like you know (laughs) my buddy satan loves the prince of darkness you know have you heard of him (laughs) He loves this dynamic. I mean, he's like all about this dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what? How do you know what Satan loves so much, dude? <laughs> like, um, so yeah. So even if your teachers are Christian, like your science teacher, Marissa, uh, yeah. who is not a dude. Nope. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she identifies as a dude. I shouldn't. Anyway, let's just go back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she she she's she's not okay either. Um right? 
Like, wait, no, yeah. she was in. I mean, it's, she it's, was in a Christian school anyway, right? No, no, this was this was the one year I went oh, to public school. school in eighth yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah, and she didn't let her Christian faith change science. And that's no. the pro- that's the problem, though. That's what he's saying. Number seven is is the problem. What you said you liked about your teacher is the problem. <laughs> My passion for science was actually misguided. Um, it, did, have you ever heard? So, so this this particular point, point number seven about like, oh, kids praying in class. Have you heard of this documentary called Indoctrination that the no, author links to? Out. I want to. Yeah, out. yeah. So it's like I, I think we'll probably. I mean, I'll probably try to watch that in the next couple of weeks. But it's this. Um, documentary <laughs> it's on vimeo and it's called indoctra nation and the n in nation is capitalized um so public clutch. schools so public schools and the decline of christianity in america so that is next on my list it looks it looks yeah. great <laughs> um so number eight mercy you want to read number eight yes so number eight says Society benefits from offering education to all children. People without children who own homes are contributing to public education too. That's what I've been saying all this time. Um, <laughs> if the like me, a childless woman with cats, I am contributing. Um, continuing on af- out, you know, after my personal opinion. Um, so people without children who own homes are contributing to public education too. If the public schools don't get enough money, then society will get even worse as a result. Public school funding is not funded through theft because not all taxation is theft. We are commanded to pay taxes in scripture. Okay, I'm going to yeah, tell we you right now. just went on a totally random tangent. I'm a, I'm it's to fit right his argument later. That, that this is where he loses his fucking mind. <laughs> Basically, Jordan does not like paying his taxes. No, so, it's actually kind so, of funny. I was going to say, I've never, I've always heard Christians argue that taxation is theft. Uh, so, right. So, he he is, is taking what is definitely a real argument uh, about how, like, if you don't have children, you still pay to public education. And I'm, I'm and, glad to do it. And that's a real and that's a real argument about about public schools and how we should make public schools as good as possible. Um, and then he's attaching this 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 taxation and theft argument, um, which is definitely something that you hear. But he really wants to talk about it, and that's why. He's oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Um, like he really, really wants to talk about it. Um, so he says some pretty great things. Does anybody <laughs> want to take a crack at it? Yeah, what, I, uh, or just want the, to, the, like, sec- you know. the, the second paragraph I think is uh, is the best one, um, where he says, "Beyond all of the noble desires to quote do good, what lies beneath the surface of many arguments in favor of government schools, whether intended or not, is larceny. At no point does Scripture command us to conscript the government to take (parentheses steal) property from others with the threat of force or imprisonment in order." to redistribute it in the name of, quote, charity. This may sound stark, and we can dress it up all we want, but this is what is actually taking place? Disagree. See what happens when a homeowner refuses to pay their property taxes. This is like, this is some Sorbo stuff. Like, I can I can definitely yeah. see this in their book. <laughs> you know, charity, a.k.a. socialism. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, 
they want us to be a Christian nation, but they don't want us to act Christianly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These are what As we call nation. cafeteria Christians. They uh they pick and choose Make what they the want. Choose. Right. Um I love that. Sometimes you can't just have the pizza sticks. You got to have the iceberg lettuce salad with ranch dressing. You got to you got to take the whole meal. <laughs> I love the start of the, the the next paragraph. This is nothing more than the advocation and participation in a system built on an eighth commandment violation. He still can't stop talking about how taxes are staffed. <laughs> no, someone someone like recently got his uh property tax bill like right before he wrote this and he was like going off about it. Just so mad. Um, Those property taxes are probably funding abortion too. It, it really I'm, I'm saying that very tongue in I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, that very tongue yeah. in cheek. Like yeah. I'm funding a lot of stuff too that I don't agree with. <laughs> Right, it's taxes render unto so Inslee. So when you talk about abortion, <laughs> you're talking about choice. And to do Jeremy Pivot number nine, we don't have a choice. <sighs> Not everyone can afford to homeschool Truth. or go or go to a private Christian school. Mm-hmm. What about poor people or single mothers, parents with special needs? As a parent. I don't feel like Wait, the pa- the, my children. The, okay, that's a typo. Not parents right? with special needs. Parents, parents of, of children. children. No, I mean, no, yeah, no. but they... No, 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 no. Parents <laughs> with special needs. The parents themselves have the special needs. I don't know. That's what it's it an, says. It's an I am Sam situation. Do you think he would send Dakota Fanning to a private <laughs> Christian school? Oh, no. Don't do it. Um, as, a, as a parent... With special needs, I don't feel equipped to teach my children. That's that's a super valid argument. (laughs) Uh, Public schools are sometimes equipped with far better expertise and resources. Yeah, that's a real argument. Mm -hmm. That's one of those real arguments. And do you think he answers this real argument? (laughs) Yeah. And like it's not the, like I think I think that one of the main issues I have with it it's like not everyone can afford to homeschool. It's like. Or yeah, like in the context of afford, like maybe homeschooling doesn't, you know, you can get the materials, you know, very low cost, but you can't stay home. You know, you've right. got to work. Right. It, 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 this is such like a privileged white guy responding to this argument. Mm-hmm. But what, like it's basically the essence of the probably thousand words you wrote on this. One thing, one, one question is maybe 500. Is that like find a way, find a way to make it work? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can't just I mean, what, find what, a way if... to make it work, asshole. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, um, he basically says like now with the internet, like you could just go online. And I love how this is assuming, especially where it says like not everyone can afford. Like, what about communities that don't have reliable internet access or? Mm-hmm. People can even afford the internet. Um, oh. There's just so many different. It's like just just Google free Christian homeschool curriculum. I kind of want to Google that and see like what kind of weird ass stuff comes up. <laughs> and, and the other thing I want to say that's really important to this is that he he starts his answer by saying we have to recognize that throughout most of our history, it has been Christian parents who have taken ownership over their children's education and the education of those less fortunate. Yeah, but we also have to recognize that that changed 
when Christian schools decided they didn't want to let black people attend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I uh, think this is just like, so like when you say throughout most of history, like, I mean, are you talking about times where women typically were stay at home? You know, they, they were not in the workforce. They were at home with the kids. Um, and then we went to in a, a society that, that literally both parents did have to work and we had latchkey kids. Right. And and you're also talking about how, like, uh, there was a time when the church was, like, the only institution in town. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to run things. Yeah. And, know? like, church, it, you know, it was a child care center. It's a community right. center. You know, helps the less fortunate, you know, food bank, stuff like that. Uh, and, and, and you get, you sit there and you want to say, well, yeah, it used to be this way. It should be this way again. Yeah, well, then let it be that way again. Why don't we see Lakewood uh, Church setting up stuff? They got the money. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's hard enough for them to just open the doors. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, if you really cared about Christian education, you'd be getting on Joel Osteen to to open up a free school in Houston. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. um, So, number 10... <laughs> Perhaps less demonization of public schools and more encouragement for parents to get involved. I'm in sorry, this I thought you said lesbian, like <laughs> lesbian nation. I'm like, you're no. making all of the the girls lesbians, which I'm sure that's a an argument that uh that has probably been made. Less demonization <laughs> of public schools. <laughs> so perhaps less demonization of public schools and more encouragement for parents to get involved in their children's education is what is needed. That is a very cogent argument and i i agree <laughs> i don't think we need to hear read his response <laughs> Pretty stupid. yeah um yeah i mean you want to you want to talk about about what he thinks about that socialism <laughs> <laughs> if you get socialism that would be right um and yeah, then uh, then we have our fantastic conclusion that I have been voluntold to read. Yes. <laughs> voluntold. So uh, you want to you want to end this one off? Yes. <laughs> so yes, this this conclusion of this this blog post um, that is literally labeled conclusion. Um, Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines conclusion as this. Uh, I'm just going to read it verbatim, and I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm going to really refrain from inserting my personal opinions because I tend to do that. But um, let's let's give it a go. Um, you'll notice that none of these arguments directly address the increasing prevalence of celebrated sexual immorality transgender bathrooms and an emboldened homosexual lobby advancing within the public school system. These are merely symptoms of the rotten core of the secular humanist system. Many times Christians can be rallied to get quote up in arms over the latest example of debauchery in public schools, but seldom do we actually imagine the root of the problem. 
Christian parents need to take a principled and consistent stand against this usurping institution as a whole and not merely be reactionaries to the latest manifestation of sin which it produces. The goal isn't to get back to some idealized version of the 1950s and 60s. The goal is to build every institution and society on the solid rock of God's word and the Christian worldview it imparts to us as means of displaying to the world what a great God we serve. If this article has given you pause to consider how you're currently educating your children or question your own thought patterns, praise God. Make the change. Don't agonize over the past. No child is a lost cause or too far in to recover. God is with you and his word will not return void. That is the conclusion. I was really I was really waiting for him to be like um if this article hasn't changed your mind, like where he gives the two examples, like if this article makes you think, praise God. But if you're like those uh, immoral podcast um, podcast people that are <laughs> reading this article and saying this is all garbage, you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you go to hell. You burn in hell. So yeah, <laughs> wow, that escalated. It's like. Uh, by the way, remember a transgender bathrooms in the <laughs> homosexual lobby that are, um, I, I just like, I'm very, uh, very image oriented. So it, when it says an emboldened homosexual lobby advancing within the public school system, I'm thinking of like a, an espionage campaign and, um, Homo- homosexual <laughs> lobby would be a great name for a gay bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or agenda, homosexual agenda. Oh, homosexual Ooh, agenda like would it. be a good spot. Oh, man. I want to hang out there, guys. Right? I love that uh, the goal isn't to get back to some idealized version of the 1950s and 60s. Then how come I had to wear a dress every damn Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Oh, we, when I started, we not had, care to, we had to wear a dress. dress Monday through Wednesday and then like uh. non, non-denim non slacks the other two days. Um yeah, it's it, I, it, it weirds me. <laughs> it, weirds, it weirds me out when I hear you guys tell stories about school, and you're like, "And we had to go to chapel," and I'm like, "Chapel? What's <laughs> yes. so weird?" Oh man, so we, many stories I about to go to chapel. chapel every Wednesday. Same. And then it's like, oh man, and then I have to go to church on Sunday too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's not even there's not I, even snacks afterward at chapel. At least at church, you could get like right? that like neon yellow <laughs> lemonade. Or and there's like <laughs> packaged cookies and sometimes people brought homemade stuff and you would just like discreetly like walk by the table and get like one and then do the thing where you like maybe like put a hat on and <laughs> get another one. <laughs> okay, so Marissa was a cartoon character yep, growing yeah. up. <laughs> but you know, you know, like as a Mormon, I was at church six days a week. That Oof. is. See, yeah. you say like, so like you know, we have these stories, but stuff like that, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, I feel like I would become Mondays. disillusioned really fast. Mondays, <laughs> and as a teenager, you're 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 at church seven days a week because you do the seminary. But on Mondays, that's family home evening, or used to be. It's not anymore. But back in the day, Monday was a designated day for like families to do worship service at home. Mm. But the rest of the time, there was shit going on at the ward. Didn't I don't remember having to do anything as a family, <laughs> right? <laughs> I remember having to do to actually 
go to school and go to chapel. I remember on Sundays, my parents would often use the excuse, well, you went to chapel already to oh, not man, go to church. Oh, man, that's nice. I feel like I would use that <laughs> argument and get, like, shot down. Yeah. I already went to chapel. I should I should have made no, that my, argument way more. My, my parents were straight up, yeah, you went to chapel. You're fine. Let's, let's watch football. Nice. <laughs> And yeah, Mormons today have it lucky because services are only two hours long. But back in only? my day, three hours. Yeah, yeah, three hours. You had to go to church a day, two hours, three hours a day. Three hours a day was is was the standard Mormon service. They cut it down. What's to two like? Hours. What's like the justification for that? Just like, I feel like that's like that's uh, time that you're not going to be like jerking off at home. <laughs> no, so like it, it's structured like. Uh, you have an hour for, uh, you know, hearing the sermon and the testimonies and all that. Your regular church service, what you would get at any Christian church, except only Mormonized, and <laughs> you know, with the communion and all that. And then the second hour, you like break off into like age and gender specific groups. For the kids, they're not gendered usually until you get to like you know the dangerous years. Yeah. But uh, but like uh, once you hit like t- teenagers, uh, well, really, once you hit like eleven, yeah, uh, you start going with the boys, and the girls start. <laughs> There's going gonna with be the girls. too much temptation when they're together. <laughs> right. Also, too, like and- that was the same with our health class. Like we got divided, and the girls, we had nothing, no talk about sex ed. Like they gave us some like 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 menstrual pads Mm, um mm -hmm. because tampons you know basically that takes your virginity and the boys (laughs) would always get that whole like don't jerk off don't have sex don't have lustful thoughts i'm like man that is so much pressure like ours was so innocent Mm -hmm. i i think uh at my school the boys just went to like an extra PE class <laughs> and we all got to learn about the joy of menstruation. Mm. Not until like the eighth grade did they actually start teaching us about sex in a broad and generic way. But it wasn't until I was in high school that I actually understand, understood how sex worked. So uh, like, the in- actual <laughs> penis in vagina whoa, intercourse whoa. part. We, we, use, like- we, use, uh, we use little goofy names like Ding Dong and the Hoo-Ha here. <laughs> so um, did they teach you that like women menstruate because Eve's Yeah, it was like the original sin. <laughs> so that makes you feel really great about yourself. You're, I was like, that wasn't even me. Right. <laughs> right. I didn't do it. I don't even like fruit. You know, uh, Mormons don't believe that uh, we are punished for Adam and Eve's transgression. That's the uh, mm. that's the uh, the second article of faith. So, is there? There's. The do you have original one. sin? No. Oh, that's nice. So, okay, this is this is so, gonna this is gonna go in, sure this do. is gonna go into another yeah, well, hour of I, podcast. We're not gonna get into it with the second article of faith. Of the LDS Church, if I can remember it, because it was you know driven into me, uh, <laughs> beaten into you, drilled into me. Yeah, oh, it's getting a little uh, sexual. We 
we believe that man shall be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's transgression. That's that's mm. number two. Yeah, we get everybody's sins in our in our books. If you're a woman, especially you basically... Lutheranism, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you you did everything wrong. You are all the problems, right? And oh. your parents' problems are your problems, and your parents' parents' problems; those are your problems. All of these sins are your problem. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that you think that it was it's better. But it's not better. It's not better? No, it's not better because what you're not realizing is what that means when you remove that. What it means is that you can be perfect. Because you're not tainted by Adam and Eve's sin. So you can live a perfect life. So you have all the pressures of trying so to live a perfect life. you have all the pressure life. to never even think about sin. That's rough. Um. And that that was that was a lot of my childhood. That's it's a like, lot, yeah. That's what, yeah, it's like it's it's, like, it's the idea is, it is is actually yeah. very freeing to be like, well, I'm already screwed up, so yeah. I mean, honestly, like you think, oh, right? Yeah, you know, but yeah, <laughs> Come yeah. On. This is this is a Adam's, whole another episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Adam is just as responsible as Eve, and, and guys don't bleed. <laughs> I don't trust anything that bleeds for five days and doesn't die. <laughs> oh, Kevin that Sorbo. Me crazy. Kevin Sorbo. I That's what Kevin Sorbo um, said to his wife going through IVF. And <laughs> I know. I have so, it's just, he was like, oh, hormones. It's like, okay, why are you making a menstruation joke when your your wife is going through IVF? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I said we could garbage. keep we could keep, keep talking about the sorbos, but we're not going to. So do you you know you know it's Ugh. funny though. Well, we can talk about them a little bit because you know uh, Ke- Kevin Sorbo uh, and Sam both shared this back in 2016 on on Twitter. Both um, shared what this this, stupid... this blog post the new oh. oh no no I, I don't know if that's true or not but you can oh. totally believe it right yeah no we... you believe. Like, I thought they were too broke to send their kids to <laughs> private school. They're not yeah. too broke. They're too fiscally <laughs> Even uh, <laughs> even single moms can figure can figure out how to Google free homeschool stuff. So, um, no excuse. <laughs> what the fucking bitch? Um. So I think this past like pandemic year has really proven that not everybody has access to. The right. internet or or not everyone wants their kid to be internet. sitting at a computer. You know, I I personally am not like if I had to do online university classes right now, I couldn't mm-hmm. because I do not have the attention span. I want a lecture mm-hmm. in front of me. Um, yeah, that's a whole nother topic of of paying for Zoom I, university. I, yeah, I put off school by a year so that i could hopefully go in person oh totally yeah <laughs> like no the whole you reason and I you and to- many other students <laughs> i was like i don't want to do this online crap mm-hmm. there's a whole reason there are so many online schools to begin with if i picked a brick and mortar program that's because that's yeah, what that's i what wanted, wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i do have uh one more scriptural reference from this article i want to talk about before mm-hmm. it closes i saved this one um see by the so some somewhere in the article i believe in his like bullshit missionary question um he he 
he scripture drops first uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Uh, and I just want to say is that, that where the band that, Bad Company was uh, named. From? I was just <laughs> thinking that <laughs> we are high of mind. <laughs> so. Uh, if you read that scripture, it's pre- bad company corrupts good morals is, is presented in quotations. And that's not because Jesus said it. <laughs> uh, it, it so uh, Paul's talking to, to Greeks, right? And bad company corrupts good morals is from a Greek play. It's either from a play by Euripides or a different playwright who was paraphrasing Euripides. But it's... It's not Christian. It's pagan. Yeah, you can't just throw that in there. <laughs> so uh, Paul, Paul's using that to connect to the Greek Greek people because they don't know <laughs> they don't know the whole Jewish history the way that the Jews do. So he can't use you know Isaiah and uh, Moses and Job and all those cats. They don't know them. <laughs> they so don't he's know using Euripides, cats. what they know. Yeah. Right. Um, so so like he's he is a guy with a message going to school with, with people who don't have the message. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's sharing their culture with them. And and that's, that's what he's using to demonstrate that you shouldn't do that with your kids. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, I think that uh, really though, the author of this article is borderline. Uh, <laughs> Insane. Heretical thought, yeah. really. Yeah, borderline insane. Uh, in Matthew fifteen eleven, making a point to the Pharisees, Christ told them that it's not what goes in their mouths that defile them, but what comes <laughs> out their mouth. Sorry, I'm so immature. They were so, <laughs> I mean, ditto. <laughs> they, were so, they were so caught up with keeping sin off of them that they completely missed the point. Sin lives inside of them. You can bubble wrap your kids and keep them from everything, but in the end, they're still going to sin. Christian schools are not going to be above this. There's still going to be sin and bad Sometimes morals in the hallways of Christian you get schools. Something in your <laughs> mouth. Believe me. You get something in your mouth that defiles you, and you're like, should I swallow the sin, or should I spit it out? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have to keep it in your mouth longer in order to spit it out? Sometimes you have to have the sin in there for a little bit. But then the sin starts uh, corrupting your your mouth. Okay, let me just stop. Stop. Uh, in, in that moment, Marissa doesn't know what to do. So she has to consult the scriptures. <laughs> With it in her mouth. She's just pushing it back and forth. Yeah. The sin that is. The sin that is. Well, she's I gotta say, we are we are the, the, the two uh, coolest socially awkward former Christian school kids. Um, we can yeah. we can hang with the secular kids. And still make some raunchy <laughs> jokes, but then still um, pray about it and feel guilty about it later. Um, <laughs> I think maybe that's a good place to stop. I think, I think, uh, yeah. See you next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Margaret. Yeah, my pleasure. Always. Let's go rinse the uh, sin out of our mouths. All right, we'll do. I'm gonna <laughs> go gonna right. pray on it. Uh. Summer and Josiah are my children. 
And of all the jobs I have, the most important one is to teach them what my father taught me, to trust and obey the Lord. And if you learn to follow Jesus now while you're still young, you'll never lose your way, even when you're older. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the 